welcoming you to this podcast where we review things we liked in high school where we didn't attend school in space but we wish we did Mm. oh we wish we did yeah there's one thing we wish and how epic is this intro Mm. i tell you maybe the most epic you've ever done that's right uh introducing myself a most epic podcast host of all time liza jolly and with me uh even most epic podcast host uh andrew how are you uh good liza i would like to impart to you that some people may have found that intro like a little too long but i would say (laughs) never give up and never surrender (laughs) oh Uh, coming in hot liza wonderful intro it was a great intro. Thanks. It was a uh, very practiced mm-hmm. and scripted, clearly, and uh, short and sweet. Yeah, it was really succinct and to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Liza, mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Thank you very much. Good. Good. <laughs> um, your voice is saying good, but your eyes are like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> Well, you uh, people don't know this, but you just were a part of a 20 minute roast session with my wife and on. It was the pre party. It was I mean, it was a it was an attack on me. I didn't start it. A straight half white man. I'm being attacked. And I just think that it is what's what's the quote from uh, Parks and Rec? It's the like that men's rights group that they formed. And it's like. Things have been very difficult for us for a very short amount of time or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, things have been really hard just recently or something. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, I've been attacked and uh, obviously I'm the victim. Yes. You'll survive. No? I'll survive. I'll survive. You guys were both being so funny. So anyways, <laughs> uh, speaking of so funny, Liza, mm-hmm. we did watch a, we watched a little movie. For the episode today. We did. Uh, we watched a movie you chose. Yes. From 1999. Uh-huh. With a uh, good old friend, Alan Rickman. Uh-huh. As and well, Tim Allen. And Tim Allen. And Sigourney Weaver Allen. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver Allen. Uh, Sam Rockwell Allen. And uh, Alan... Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Yeah, Alan Shaloub. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, uh, also... Uh, Alan Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Maybe of... Alan Justin Long. Maybe Alan Justin Long. And also uh beautiful uh Keith Mars daddy. Yeah, Keith Mars is in this. Alan. And uh yeah. And also uh Rain Wilson Allen was like briefly That's in this right. movie. Um I thought I yeah, I did not realize he was in this movie because it's been a little while since I've watched this. Mm-hmm. He's very briefly in it. Like he's not even what like he's one of the aliens at the beginning and mm-hmm. then he's gone. Yeah, and I don't think the he speaks. I think there's like anomatopoeias being yeah. said, maybe and like shuffling, but I don't think there's words coming out of his yeah. mouth. But it was nice to see him. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Galaxy Quest. Yes, if you put put it together, yeah. If you, you if you're th- hearing all these names, you're like, whoa, what movie is this? This sounds really good. All these Allens just <laughs> hanging around. Uh, it's Galaxy Quest. That's right. Uh, would you call it a parody or a spoof? It's a parody because yeah. I think a spoof would require it to be a little more farcical. Mm. I'd say like it this is a like it is a 
a bit meta. It's a bit meta. It's like a satire of a Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And so it's it is itself its own self-contained story, mm-hmm. but it's not like a like a like a like a uh, space balls type like right. farce where it's like there is sort of a story here, but it's clearly its intention is to be like a Star Wars spoof. Right. This is itself like you know like like those movies are like almost like a series of of vignettes and sketches mm-hmm. pieced together to be a movie. This is itself like a a full narrative self-contained thing, mm-hmm. but it is clearly like with the intention of kind of having fun with respectfully yes. Star Trek. This is like I, and I I do say that not just because I am a Star Trek fan, but I think this is one of those things that Somebody wrote to kind of have fun with the Star Trek, like some of the um, like tropes yeah. in Star Trek, but to also do it with love and respect for Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Only a person that has been a fan of Star Trek would have written this movie. Yes. Um, because they, they're like, they're endearly teasing the culture of loving Star Trek. Um, so like the references are really on point. Yeah. And and then the fandom of it all, like the fact that it starts and goes back to like a like a, a convention of sort, yeah. an unnamed convention. Um, GalaxyCon. Oh, is it named? Yeah. My bad. Um, and the fact that they show fans mm-hmm. like, which are pretty like accurate, like of course the satire of yeah. it, but pretty accurate, like enough that the people who wrote the movie have been at conventions. Mm-hmm. And they know what, like, geeky people yeah. look and sound like and things like that. Uh, I agree with you. It's definitely done in a loving way and yeah. not so much, like, poking fun at. Yeah. This is also, I'd say, probably the last time that we would see... is Because this is post the Santa Claus, right? Yes. And But maybe not the sequels. Like, maybe the second yeah. one or third one came out for this. But, like, this is sort of peak Tim Allen movie star yeah maybe the one of the last ones where people enjoyed him yeah because i mean like of course he he continues to do buzz lightyear but he's not like it's not like tim allen stars in Mm -hmm. you know like seeing tim allen he's like the name above the credits this is i yeah i think feel like this must be one of the last times because he's now primarily tv guy and he was tv guy before this too but this was i think probably the last like big motion picture there was right. not a Santa Claus sequel that was like Tim Allen stars in yeah, Galaxy yeah, Quest. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I was thinking about that too. Where honestly, like the only way really that you can tell, besides maybe like some special effects, but like I feel like this movie could be made now. But the fact that the main sort of like supposed to be like popular, good looking, mm-hmm. like quippy uh, dude yeah. is Tim Allen ages the movie more than the rest of the yeah. movie. And I think that was, I mean, obviously they picked a guy who was like, he's not supposed to be like Ryan Gosling, no. but he is like, he but is he's like the William Chatner. Like yeah. he's like an older, still handsome to the right. female mm-hmm. fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of like younger, like in their twenties fans who are like swooning over him mm-hmm. still. He's like, like a George Clooney type or yeah. something. Although, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would, say George Clooney was much more attractive but that's well just yes my... <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. Tim. I, I don't have the affinity for Tim Allen, the person, but the character he plays is supposed to be well, that he's, archetype. He's also like become like a very rotten. Oh, yeah. Like person in reality with like really bad opinions. Right. Which does kind of color my enjoyment of Tim Allen sometimes. Watching it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's he is in the Kirk role of like he's the captain of uh, on this television show. He's clearly like. You know, so the the movie opens, they go to, they're going to a convention. He's mm-hmm. late. You know, everybody else is there on time. Mm-hmm. He kind of strolls in. He's, you know, eh, you know, finger guns. And, mm-hmm. but like, he's really charming and like, you know, disarming with like the fans. You know, like fans are like, Captain, you know, Nesmith. And he's like, they're, you know, hey, Jason Nesmith. And he's like, hey, you know, he like tells these stories and he's like really he engaging. The movie that hasn't been on in a, yeah. like in this movie these this tv show has not been on in a little while yeah. and so they've been doing conventions more than working as or they make yeah. it sound like they're doing conventions more than they're acting yeah about this show that that has like a cult classic type right. vibe i think it's probably been like at least 15 years because the tommy actor is like a little kid on the show right. and then when they're doing conventions he's now like in his like late 20s right right everybody else looks the same but yeah, he's the only right. one that has age yeah um <laughs> also the actor who plays the younger version of of tommy was um chad in the high school musical movies. okay so the kid's face yeah i re- I meant to look him up because when i first when the movie first yeah. starts i was like that kid looks familiar yeah. i wonder and then i forgot by the time then it was but, high school yeah, musical you love the high school musical oh yeah movie, i'm a so. huge huge You're, fan of yeah, anything obsessed. musical yeah themed. um <laughs> so they yeah they're doing like the convention circuit and you know so it's it is based on a show called galaxy quest which is itself the star trek analog mm-hmm. this kind of corny old sci-fi television show they're doing the convention circuit and then eventually yeah uh veronica mars's dad mm-hmm. uh as a i forget what the name of the aliens are already but like they like show up Therian or something, something like, like yeah. that so they show up and they are under the impression that they are a real starship crew because they got the historical documents they somehow came across videos of the television show so they think they are this epic spacefaring crew right so their species is under attack and so they they enlist the help of first tim allen's character mm-hmm. and so they bring him into space he thinks it's part of this like gig that he's doing so he's, he thinks that they're just like dressed up people, right. which there are in the conventions right. like people are coming up in costumes so he thinks like oh good good costume you guys yeah. like and he thinks he's being recruited for another gig yeah uh which is like sort of this situational comedy esque for the first yeah. like half hour of this movie, mm-hmm. which now that you're describing it is pretty much the same as Bug's Life. Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so he he goes into space. He like is very you know flagrant with you know whatever. So he blows. He tries to blow up this other ship, just thinking like, well, I'm just doing a gig. Fall fuck around. Blah blah blah. So he shoots this other ship and he goes, all right, send me back home. And then they're like, oh, no, you know, this you may have caused a war. And he's like, ah, you know, come and get me if it gets worse. Ha ha ha. (laughs) And then they he realizes in this moment now he's really in space Mm -hmm. and they send him back to Earth. And now he's he goes back to the, you know, the crew and he's like, this really happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, so like they now the, the aliens come back because the bad guy came back. And now the entire crew gets sent into space Mm -hmm. 
and hijinks ensue. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I want to say is Alan Rickman is wonderful in this movie. The, He's, you rarely get like a bad performance out of Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. But boy, is he so good in this movie. He's so good. He's the, I miss him. He's the guy who's on the show. He's in the most makeup. So he's really tired of putting on the makeup. He's tired of the character mm-hmm. and he's really tired of saying the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. every time somebody comes up for an autograph, they start saying his catchphrase and he like rips the, the photo out of their hand don't. and signs <laughs> and then just makes them go away really fast. He also has this thing like at the, when you first get introduced to that character, he's finishing up his makeup, which is like, he's doing that makeup on his own, like a whole yeah. fake, like alien head Similar to, like, uh, on Star Trek, it would have been... Um, like a Klingon yeah, or exactly. a Ferengi, yeah. And and he's like, I used to be th- doing theater. Like, yeah. How, what did I become? And and there's sort of this joke between them that he's like, every time they do this, he has, like, a, a little bit of a breakdown of, like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And that, what a perfect casting choice. Yeah, that character, so he's so good at in it that mm-hmm. the idea of, like, yeah, this, like, former like a Shakespearean actor who was taken very seriously now doing this kitschy circuit is just like, that was such a funny choice for mm-hmm. that character. Mm-hmm. And Alan Rickman plays it to perfection. Yeah. The fact that he has a stupid catchphrase, mm-hmm. which is by Grathar's hammer by the sons of war, then you vel- you shall be avenged. Mm-hmm. And that everybody just wants to say it to him thinking like they want him to say it or like they would want, like they want the recognition of like, I know, I know your catchphrase yeah. and like, but he's just so over it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a great, great character for him. Um, Sigourney Weaver plays Gwen, who is like, the, the bimbo. In, in mistake of, like, for, like, no reason whatsoever, busty, chesty, uh-huh. outfit woman on this the show. blonde hair. I think it's the only movie I've ever seen. Her with blonde her, hair. That actress with yeah, blonde hair. Right. Um, and, yeah, they the movie has enough, like, satire and, like, self, like, introspection enough mm-hmm. to, like... Um, acknowledged the problem with like having a that that maybe shows in like the 60s and, and yeah uh, some shows all the way until now yeah but, like definitely the show that they're portraying is like supposed to be in the 80s or something mm-hmm. like that and how she's just like repeats the computer yeah and is just there to have like cleavage mm-hmm. and a figure and and to have and that's the like the only female character yeah. on that show and played by Sigourney Weaver. Yet again, yeah. like perfect casting because A of, science fiction icon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of her being like one of the most badass women on TV yeah. since like the 80s in space mm-hmm. as well. That like, And the yeah. scene where they're on the bridge and she starts repeating the computer and she goes, I'm really doing it. I'm repeating the computer. Like <laughs> it's, it's such a... For like a, a like again because it is it is a, a parody of of a Star Trek. It's actually a really pretty good Star Trek movie too. Like mm-hmm. it's it it takes itself it takes its own material serious enough that it's not just a kitschy you know like oh this is a fun take on like making fun of Star Trek. It itself like I, you know we'll get into our rating later, but like I think it itself is a good and fun science fiction movie. Yeah. Well, and, and it switches too, because the first half of it is like, 
It's like we're making fun of yeah. these types of shows and the culture that it creates. And then halfway through, it becomes its own Star Trek movie yeah. where they're actually fighting a villain, where they're actually trying to save this people's yeah. humanity or whatever is left of it. And, and, and they're they're actually trying to get back home. Yeah. And it's sort of and and then the last five minutes is like they're back into the TV show yeah. gig of it, which right. is kind of funny because it keeps like taking you in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's a good forty-five to fifty minutes of the movie. You're just watching a Star Trek movie yeah. that has some jokes in it. Yeah, the the fun. I think one of the funniest running jokes is Sam Rockwell plays a character named Guy. Mm-hmm. His name is Guy. I love that. And he was a you know the joke in the original Star Trek was red shirts are sent on planets to be killed. Right. And so he was that character on an episode of Galaxy Quest. So mm-hmm. he's like. He originally shows up as the person who's hosting the convention, and then he's like, "Hey, you know, you may not remember me, but I was on episode eighty-one, and uh, hey, maybe I can get in the get in here and sign some autographs with you." You know, like he's trying really hard to be. I like, died right before the credits. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying really hard to ingratiate himself with the crew, mm-hmm. but he ends up getting taken along on this thing and so every time they go somewhere he's convinced he's going to be the first person killed right and so the there's a really funny line when they get there's a part they go down on a planet to get like more energy for the ship mm-hmm. and they see these aliens and like they you know they're these little cutesy aliens and all of a sudden their teeth show mm-hmm. and so Gordon weaver goes oh my god they're gonna kill guy <laughs> <laughs> i miss that i also think he's like perfect because he is the la- the only one while you're in space yeah he's the only one that's like quote unquote a real person yeah he's like the viewer or the fan versus the rest of them are like the cast yeah that like know what they're doing somehow and even though they're like actors like you know and mm-hmm. but he's the only one that will like sort of bring it back to like yeah oh my gosh are we gonna die or like yeah they're like watching the little creatures and mm-hmm. um gwen is like oh, they're so cute. We should go, like, say hi. And he's like, no, are you kidding? Like, this is exactly... Because he's yeah. watched... He's, like, the savvy viewer. Yeah, where he's, he's a, like, this is the part where someone gets murdered. Yeah, like, he, what are you talking about? I think about? one of his lines is, like, have you not watched the show? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. He's... And yet again, perfect casting. Like, yeah. Sam Rock... I mean, he's done a lot more serious stuff mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. From this time. But it, it was really good to see him in a funny... Yeah, the funny weirdo. I love Sam Rockwell. Rockwell for that. Yeah, um, I mean he still does it sometimes, but yeah, it's just so good. There's a line later where he's like, he's willing to sacrifice himself to help somebody, mm-hmm. and he's like, "It's okay, man. That's this is my role." And then Tony Shalhoub's like, "What if you're the plucky comic relief?" Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> you know, like it, like it all of a sudden dawned on him that he doesn't have to be the person who's sacrificed. Who like he's not the red shirt mm-hmm. who has to die. Yeah. That he could be plucky comic relief. And <laughs> that's exactly what he is in the movie. Like, right. you know, again, again, you said it's, it is a meta movie mm-hmm. because it is itself portraying a television show in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so like they are themselves sort of portraying characters in order to fit this role. But yeah, it's, he's really great in it. Mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub plays this kind of like, sort of stoned out to space like engineer in it like yeah i think he's probably the character that i least understood what yeah, I they feel... were trying to do with we must in their show he's the spock yeah type so he's like stoic and knows a lot about the science yeah or or the mechanics or whatever but then as the actor yeah in the adventure part 
he's also that, but yeah. in a weird way. He's like, as soon as they get into space, he kind of becomes like, whoa, man, like this is this is really <laughs> trippy. I feel like there must have been a scene that they just cut from the movie mm-hmm. where like something explained why he went from like normal guy to like kind of stoned out like Zen dude. Right. Because he's just like, Hey, you know, like I go work the transporter, not a big deal, you know, like whatever. And like, oh yeah, I'll make out with this tentacle alien, no yeah. big deal. And it's just like there was something missing from the character and just like mm. a we need to let the audience know why he's like this now because it just it feels a little weird that he goes from like like slightly panicky at first to then just like everything's cool, everything's man. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's also like when they sort of at the beginning of the the cast being on the ship mm-hmm. all together um they they get into the combat the the first sort of um like war scene with the with the the main villain alligator people. yeah um and so the ship gets hurt and Tony for some reason is hanging out with the with the aliens mm-hmm. in the in like the the engineer part of yeah. the and so they see him on the television and they're like can you do something and he just like starts spewing out this like star trek jargon type mm-hmm. of like well i can move this last this last, last. like i don't know i don't even yeah. remember what he said just like a bunch of words that sound like real mechanical science but he says he delivers it like he doesn't know himself what he's saying mm-hmm. But, like, the three aliens behind him, including Rain Wilson, yeah. are, like, shaking their heads, like, yeah, yeah, it's right, it's right. And so they move on. But then at that point, I was like, wait, how did he get down there? And why is he knowledgeable all yeah. of a sudden? Like, that was, I agree. There might have been, like, something they removed, and yeah. then it doesn't quite add up later yeah. on. Yeah. Other than that, like, you know, uh, Tim Allen's portrayal of, like, the Kirk-type guy is is pretty good. It's accurate. Um, you know, uh Tommy, I forget the actor's name, but he's like a fun, like in over his head, mm-hmm. like pilot of the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also kind of in the role of like being a little bit of like plucky comic relief of just right. like he's he's sort of the one screaming all the time. Right, right. He either like he gets his arm broken mm-hmm. or something's going on with him. Yeah, he's the like, yeah, he's like the young one that's. Well, also like he's one of the few that at the beginning you can tell that he's really. um like frustrated with yeah. Tim Allen's character. Like mm-hmm. the other ones sort of go back and forth. They're like, yeah, whatever. He's the movie star. Like mm-hmm. that's what he does. And he's the one that's like, no man, like he keeps like fucking up, fucking up. Yeah. Or like he keeps taking the attention. Like he forgets to mention our names or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they, and then they, yeah, they switch him once they're in the adventure. He's like the one that has like sapstick yeah. happening to him or yeah. something. Um, I feel like if, this movie was made now the, mm-hmm. the the self-awareness they had about the female the only female character yeah on board and on the show i think if the movie was made now they would have done the same with the, the only person of color yeah. on on set um they didn't do that at all yeah. and i kind of like was expecting it and i was like oh right it is 1999 it's 99 like, yeah. <laughs> it is right. normal in 1999 that there's only one person right. of on color s- on screen we've sort of started talking about sexism racism is still like we're still like 10 years yeah <laughs> right we're still like 10 years away from even like broaching that subject yeah. let alone like having jokes about it right right exactly. crash hasn't been in, in a movie theater no, yet so racism been nobody's been aware of racism awoken. yet yeah um there's a uh there's a great scene with um 
Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. where one of the, like, so the, the bad guy aliens, like, take over the ship. Mm-hmm. And he's, they've broken off. They're going to all do their own thing. You know, uh, Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver are going to fix the, the engines. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tony Shalhoub and Sam aliens. Rockwell are going oh, to yeah. save the aliens from, from suffocating. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Rickman is supposed to kind of, like, help them, like, open the door. Right. And so he runs into one of the other aliens who's been hiding. And they have, like, a really fun little back and forth about, like, you know, he's trying to quote him to him. He's like, don't, please don't do that. <laughs> and then as um, they're escaping and they finally, you know, get the door open, uh, that alien gets shot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he drags him in and he admits to Alan Rickman that, like, I always look to you as, like, a father to me. <laughs> and, man, Alan Rickman in this scene, all of a sudden, just, like, he leans into the character because he knows this guy's dying. Mm-hmm. And so he finally delivers. It's like an hour and a half into the movie or yeah. something. And he finally delivers the line that he's been regr- like avoiding the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And he says it with the Alan Rickman gravitas. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, he's so good. And he's just like, by gravitas hammer, by the sons of Warven, you shall be avenged. Yeah, it's the like, like whisper, <gasps> the Rickman whisper yeah. that just like chills your bone and you're like, <gasps> And then, like, he, like, just gets up, and he has this, like, look, and he just starts charging down uh-huh. the hallway. Man, he's so good in this movie. So good. It, right, because the, the, the whole dynamic between the two is, is meanwhile, that entire alien population has mm-hmm. been raised to think that these fools yeah. are, like, the most, like, they're, like, the Avengers. They're, mm-hmm. like, the, you look up to them, and you're, you know, they, they've, like, they will yeah. save your life, and you're, they're, so, of course when he says like i always looked up to you as a father he's like almost delivered like a joke but mm-hmm. at the same time it's like i mean that's how a lot of us right. like, grew up with tv like there's this weird like i wish you were my dad yeah. or i wish you were my sibling or something yeah. and it's just like another reminder that the folks that wrote this movie are part of the generation that grew yeah. up with television and it's like that's how important characters like that mm-hmm. were to you and it's really endearing in a very like nerdy way. Yeah. It's also a it's a like a double edged thing for him because Alan Rickman, you know, he's the person who like comes in and helps them and then one of them says, Thank you, Commander, you have saved us and they're thanking Tim Allen's character, even though he's not in the room and he's just like, God damn it. Like he puts his hands on his hips and he's just like, Again, it happened again. Yeah. Where like the whole crew is helping them, but yeah. Of course he Tim Allen is the only one getting the credit. Um, there's also a really funny scene where Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen's character are like going through they're traversing the ship looking mm-hmm. for the the engine core mm-hmm. to like restart it. And there's just inexplicably like mazes and like it's like a booby trap. Yeah, booby traps to get through. <laughs> and Sigourney Weaver is just like, why is this here? It makes no sense. And you know, Tim Allen's like, it's in here because they wrote it. He's like, well, the writer should die. And like, she's like, very much like, this is stupid. Why is she's this like a freaking thing? out? Yeah. There's like a fire pit and like these like smasher things that keep like hitting. So he. Eventually, like, earlier in the movie, he accidentally swaps communicators with Justin Long. Like, mm-hmm. Justin Long has a fake one, and then he has a real one, mm-hmm. and he accidentally swaps with them, so he communicates with Justin Long, who has schematics of the ship. Right, you're and, introduced to Justin Long as, like, the ultimate fan yeah. nerd, who's actually going to talk to Tim Allen's character 
to prove that there is a plot hole in yeah. the mechanics of the show. Right. Which but he I gets, think is so funny. He gets continually blown off by Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the, towards the end, when he communicates with him, he's like, it's me, Jason Nesmith. And he's like, yeah, all right, whatever, you know, ha, ha, ha. And then he's like, no, it's me. And the, the show's real. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I love, you know, like, I love that. I love that they included, because like, this is a, again, because it's a movie that is sort of satiring Star Trek and it like not just it's the show, but like the fandom too. Mm-hmm. It can be really easy to be like mean about right. the portraying the fans. And like some of them Especially are like for that time. Yeah. And like some of them, you know, they have like the Mr. Nesmith, what happens with, you know, they do some of those characters, but like having the characters of Justin Long and his friends end up being really integral to them succeeding. And, like, none of them are portrayed in, like, a really negative light. Like, they are nerds, but they're not like, oh, my God, look at these fucking dorks. Yeah. I thought was, like, a really good idea and also, like, shows that they – it's it's something that they care about, too, because they probably, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like, the filmmakers probably saw themselves as these kids, too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of just, like, how cool would it be? To actually right, help it's the ultimate nerd dream. Oh my god! If I actually helped Captain Kirk, you know, like imagine how cool would that be? And mm-hmm. so, Justin Long gets to be the person who's like helping them, mm-hmm. and like what you know, he's had sort of an up and down career, Justin Long, in terms of like his staying power and fame. Mm-hmm. But like, what a like great like one of his first roles mm-hmm. is you know the like, nerdy guy who yeah. ends up being the reason why they survive. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Long himself is a Star Trek fan. It would not surprise me and, whatsoever. And like, it was, I would be, yeah, not surprised if it was really easy for him to like play that role yeah. because either he's been around similar types mm-hmm. of people or him or just saw himself in yeah. the role. It was like perfect. Um, I like that he has his little gang of friends mm-hmm. there. Like, the whole thing where they're, like, on the computer and they're, like, video chatting yeah, and, really... like, all this high-tech stuff for 1999. Right. Like, damn. Like, yeah. these kids are, like, equipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like, yeah, it was very early internet technology. Yeah. Um, one of the big reveals of the movie is that, uh, I think it's, no, it's not Saren, but, you know, whatever the, video, the villain's name is. Mm-hmm also thinks that they are a real crew until they, you know, he's like, tell me what this thing is. And, you know, it's the MacGuffin of the movie, which is the Omega 13 device. Right. Tell me what this is. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, I actually, I really don't know. Cause I'm, this is all fake. Um, yeah. I'm we were, we're. And so actor. he's like, he's like, what do you mean? And he says, show him the historical documents. And then he sees it and realizes it's a television show. So somehow the, sorry, I don't, I, I'll just cut you off. Just yeah, yeah, a yeah. second. Yeah. The alligator bad guy, Saris, whatever. Um, Something like that, yeah. They're also an alien race, but they understand what TV shows right. are. It's possible that their culture also has yeah. television, I suppose. Or that they've like caught on the right. space waves or whatever yeah. that, that some planets make pretend TV. Right. But Keith Mars's race is it's unfamiliar. Un- well, yeah, and there's the, his whole thing is like they're stupid. It's yeah. like a weird like they did build racist a, shit they, where they're like, oh, they, you're below us. They did build a functioning spaceship though. Like Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They like watched a show so much that they were able to replicate all the science of it. Right. <laughs> so they But somehow they're the dummies. Yeah. So he reveals that they are actors 
faking it and it takes you know it like stuns keith mars's character like he's just like what yeah, i don't understand he yeah, like has so to sad. and it's like again this is a movie that in a in a different setting they could have been it could have been done for laughs but instead like it's it's that i forget the actor's name i keep calling mm-hmm. keith mars but like he's he's heartbroken like his whole reality is shattered now and mm-hmm. like another actor could have done it in a way where it's just like kind of done as like a playful thing but mm-hmm. he's just like his whole reality is broken at this point. The, everything he thought was real is gone. Oh, yeah. It's like watching a little kid find out, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. Right. Or yeah. Like, yeah. I, or, or just or something more like something dear to their heart. Mm-hmm. They're just like, what? Yeah. It's, it was very sweet. And what a performance. Yeah. Like, I, super un, underrated actor. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like, I wish... I remembered his name, and also he was in more things. Yeah, like than just Veronica only, Mars and yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I'm like, how? What the heck happened with that actor? Yeah, that like I doubt we're the only ones that enjoy his presence. Right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really a bummer because I do think like, and what a different role. Like yeah. between Keith, Keith Mars and this like, like alien Ma- that like talks weird yeah. and has like you know he's got makeup everywhere and then has the, these like you know all these funny things where they don't fully understand yeah keith mars is frequently the smartest person in the room if not mm-hmm. veronica yes uh, but like in this he is the the, the he's goof. the rube <laughs> yeah. he's the person who like just gets the wool pulled over his eyes and mm-hmm. um so anyways they eventually reveal that the omega-13 is a matter reformer so like it's basically a time machine to go back 13 seconds in mm-hmm. the past so they think they d- they've defeated the bad guy but then the bad guy shows up again and kills everybody on the bridge. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, Tim Allen activates the Omega 13, uses it to go back to stop the bad guy again. Mm-hmm. They eventually land back on earth. And then where, where the convention is still going. The, the third <laughs> like day the timeline of, of yeah. this movie is, <laughs> it feels like more than a day has passed, but oh, apparently yeah. it's been one day. <laughs> um, they land back on earth at the convention and then they, you know, greet the audience Mm -hmm. and then of course we find out that they have now done a new series of galaxy quest of course i think it's called the galaxy quest the adventure continues or something (laughs) like the next generation sort of thing but it's the same cast Mm -hmm. except with guy and also um what is her name she was the 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 female alien alien tentacle yeah yeah she's also famous yeah like she's done a lot of stuff after that yeah uh i can't remember her name now but yes um yeah, they like add up to the to the crew, and now they have their full full forced uh, new um, next generation type show. Um, yeah, it it was really uh, fun to mm-hmm. watch this. I I don't remember. I had seen it before. I will be honest. Um, I when you said Galaxy Quest, I didn't look it up right away, and I almost and I I think I always confuse it just for titles only that and the one with matt leblanc oh uh lost in space yes yeah so when you said galaxy quest i, I was thinking lost in space yeah and then i put it I, you know i look it up and i find it and then i see alan rickman and i was yeah. like yep there's gonna be a matt leblanc showing up any minute now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but then i realized <clears throat> after a little bit that no they're not the same movie uh enrico Calantoni is uh, Keith Mars. Uh-huh. And then Missy Pyle. 
was the Missy name of the, Pyle. Yeah. She's in so many things that I can't think of right now, yeah. but she always plays. She's played a lot of like ditzy bimbo or yeah. like. Did, she might even be the alien in Mars Attacks. I'm not sure, but she has kind of that yeah. figure of like pretty tall woman of yeah. the '90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I now kind of want to see the one with Madeleine Blanc too yeah. <laughs> to see how they compare. Yeah. But, different um, movies, very for sure. different movies. Yeah. Um, but I had seen it maybe this movie Galaxy Quest. I had seen it maybe once. It was yeah. It was fun watching yeah. it again. Or did you see this in theaters? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, I it was saw it in theaters, probably owned it on VHS and on DVD. Mm. This is a movie that I returned to a lot growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is one boo-boo in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is, there's a, a scene early on in the movie where uh, Tim Allen is, like, trying to sneak away into the bathroom and not be noticed. Mm-hmm. So he sneaks into his stall. And then these two guys are kind of ragging on the convention. They're like, dude, this is so stupid. They think everybody loves this. They do use the, the R word... To describe, you know, um, the cast or well, the, pe- or no, the people who attend yeah, it. Yeah, to attend it, they use right. the anti, you know, the the slur for people who are slow. Mm-hmm. R word. So that is the, uh, as far as I could see, in terms of like language, that was the one flub that mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. they would have not included. Nineteen ninety nine. That word is a little more ubiquitous than it is. Yeah. Now, but I was yeah. In terms of language, I feel like that's that was the only one that was majorly problematic i do think that it's a little bit ironic that they are self-aware enough to like acknowledge how poorly used of a female character sigourney reaver is Uh and but she still ends up half like her top ends up like it unzips even in the like the deepest yeah Even in like the the, the when room. they when they reboot the show at the end, she's still wearing like a cleavage heavy yeah, yeah. suit. So it's like so like whoever the producers of this movie that mm-hmm. we watched yeah still wanted that right nugget of we, like sexualizing right. her. And then I was like, 1999. Yeah, you're never gonna get away with it. No. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna keep. You're like, yeah, we're gonna make a joke about it, but also we still need to see some. But cleavage. also like. Yeah. What are we not going to see her boobs? Yeah, right. What's the point of her being in the movie? Yeah. Um. So, what would you give Galaxy Quest out mm. of uh, five Omega Thirteen devices? What would you give mm. this movie? I almost want to give it a five. Yeah. Uh, it is solid, mm-hmm. rewatchable, no problem. I would totally like rewatch this regularly. I would recommend it to anybody that has not seen it. Yeah. Um. Just for, like, even if you're not a huge Star Trek fan, like, just the fact that it's meta and mm-hmm. the fact that it has, like, yo- like very young versions of people that are really famous now. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's, like, a huge cast um, and it's a fun movie. But I'm going to give it a four because Tim Allen, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's the biggest bummer mm-hmm. of watching this in 2021. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yet again, like, I, it's not like I was a huge Tim Allen fan right. in 1999. I mean, yeah. I was, eight years old but yeah still um i i just like i uh, i wish i mean nowadays it's hard like there's a great percentage of possibility that whoever they would have picked in 1999 yeah. would have been problematic short now. of like tom hanks yeah you know exactly. just like <laughs> um but that would be the only thing maybe i would change about the besides maybe some the problematic language but like yeah. i would recast only tim allen yeah everybody else is 
so good and perfect yeah in their job yeah i sure. i just threw out tom hanks and i'm just thinking about how great tom hanks would be that would as... have been fun also he doesn't do sci-fi very often so yeah it would have been fun to like, also see him in that to be kind of like a bumbling idiot too because mm-hmm. he's always like and then, like a womanizer yeah <laughs> Or, like, Michael Keaton would have also been, like, really funny. That would have been too. fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, again, like, in 1999, other than, you know, um, I think, like, Tim Allen had been arrested for, like, drug possession at this point. So, like, whatever. But um, <laughs> I don't think we quite knew how much of a weird shithead he was going yeah. to end up being. But, yeah, I think, like, you're, the chances are high. Whoever you hire 99, you're going to be like, like, 10 years later, like, did we, maybe we shouldn't have done that person, but... You couldn't have known. Right. How about you? What are you giving it? I, I mean, this is a really fun rewatch for me. And it's, I want, I was curious because I figured either you either had maybe seen this once or not seen it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, is that colored for me because like I've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. but nostalgia of it. I really did enjoy watching this again. Mm-hmm. And I think like easy four and a half yeah. for me. I think it's like a really fun it's again it's not it's not talking down to the audience and to the fan base that it's kind of lampooning Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's almost itself like hey i love this stuff too and here's like here's this thing i made Mm -hmm. that shows you how much i love it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know you know they poke a little fun at it and you know like the you know the tim allen character as kirk like does some like the kirk analog like does really stupid things like Mm -hmm. you know there's a part where they're getting onto a shuttle and he's like hanging behind a little bit. And, you know, Alan Rickman's like, oh, you just have to be the hero, huh? Like <laughs> he's even calling out like, stop being stupid and just get on the stupid shuttle, you yeah. idiot. But he has to like he has to glory hog. And that's like a Kirk mm-hmm. trope, too. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of stuff where it's like we know Star Trek's not perfect, mm-hmm. but we're going to have fun with it. And also we're going to show you that, like, we love it by doing this. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it did really well in trying to present this thing and it also made me forget while it was on screen how much i disliked him out yeah yeah um i wonder if maybe like i've been thinking about like who else would have been good for that like i don't know if like an alec baldwin is too dry yeah not he would i think he would have played it too like uh, you know like too much of like the suave the rock. yeah yeah hmm. i'm gonna ponder more yeah i'm gonna stick with tom hanks yeah <laughs> I mean, like America's dad. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna stick with the perfect choice of Tom <laughs> Hanks, and like also I mean, just the thing with, with Tom Hanks, like how I would be, it would be really hard for me to buy the womanizer part of it. I know. From Tom. It, I mean, he's an amazing actor, yeah. but like, like part of me really like doesn't, but wouldn't believe it. Versus Tim Allen, I'm like, yeah, you. That's I, I wouldn't be surprised. I also if think that's this real. Is, this would have been the same year as like the Green Mile, which like would have been two. Mm. Also, Sam Rockwell's <laughs> in both of those movies, so like Ooh, yeah, very different roles. Too. Yeah, so he's he's showing his versatility in '99. Yeah. Oh, big time. Sam Rockwell, by the way, what a great actor. Mm-hmm. We love him so much. Treasure. Yeah. Anyways, Liz, you ready for the surprise prize? Let's do it, Let's baby. Surprise the prize, baby. <laughs> surprise prizes. Sam Rockwell. Oh man. Oh, I would lose my bananas. Yeah. Love him. Sam Rockwell just walks in. Hey, guys. You want to talk about my movies? Yeah, we only have like 10 minutes, though. <laughs> and we have to listen to Fernando. <laughs> so, put, so quick. Yeah, so put on the headphones and shut the fuck up. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Okay, Liza, what is the surprise prize? This week, um, I was going to see if you could guess... Um, the top 10 most parodied 
TV shows. Ooh. Of possibly all times. Top 10. Yeah. Um, so I haven't thought through how we want to do this. Do oh. you want to try to guess maybe like the bottom three and the bottom, or do you want to try to guess all 10? Can I just like throw out sense. names and you can tell me if it's in the list? Yes. So Star Trek, I think, is going to be in there. Okay. Which one? The original Star Trek. Yes, it is in there. It's number two. Okay. Uh, th- and this is TV shows specifically? Correct. So like Star Wars would not be in there. Mm-mm. Indiana Jones would not be no, in there. No, it's all TV made. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> is... Hmm. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, I've instantly run out of TV shows that I can even think of. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, what is a... There's some shows in here that like have v- multiple versions of the same type okay. show. And then some shows in here that are like, have been running for So like Law and Order? close csi oh no law and order is on here okay. and csi okay sorry law and order is number three okay which is pretty high and csi there's both csi and csi miami okay are number eight okay so the csi averse yes encompasses number eight mm-hmm. hmm Any other i want to feel like there's got to be like a, a lot of like old sitcoms have like you know not as many sitcoms as i thought yeah there uh there's like some game shows on here okay and then almost all of them are either like sci-fi-esque or action okay go just name them i'm not gonna number 10 Mm -hmm. game of thrones okay number nine cops which apparently has been on since 1989 yeah that was a good didn't they stop also since last year Yeah. yeah good finally (laughs) number eight csi crime scene investigation which i honestly don't know that i remember that that's what csi stood for and then csi caruso stars in miami miami yeah yeah the regular csi had oh no which one there's one with luton and dan is that the original or is that a different one? Oh, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Um, I think that was like a spinoff. I think that was like CSI v- Vegas, Las Vegas or something. Or something. Yeah. Your favorites, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette oh, are yeah. number seven. Mm. Number six, Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Who's That's been running since 1964. I what? believe that, yeah. Oh, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Uh, number five, Survivor. Mm-hmm good one which also has been on since 2000 that's yeah that feels like oof, that's aging me, yeah i feel like <clears throat> number four baywatch baywatch both versions i oh, guess they went well there was baywatch nights oh because it, it says from 89 to 90 and then from 91 to 2001 yeah huh so they must have re- is the second one the one with is per- pamela anderson and all of them i think she showed up later than the beginning of it okay. so i think it was like and a couple boomed. seasons in yeah because i feel like most people just remember her yeah and Hasselhoff. yeah <laughs> number three law and order from mm-hmm. 1990 to 2010 number two star trek the original series uh-huh. 66 to 69 and number one 
the Twilight Zone. Oh. Well, I feel like not knowing that, I was in the friggin' Twilight Zone. Oh. Oh, baby. From 59 to 64. Wow. Yep. That's the list. That's the list. I didn't good, watch. Uh, good guesses. Thank I you. I don't think I would have caught any of them, honestly. Um, I uh, never watched The Twilight Zone, but I did see the movie with John Lithgow as the... I feel like that's been parodied more than any other Twilight Zone thing I've seen, which is him. There's a there's a movie where mm. Lithgow plays like a passenger on a plane, mm. and there's like a gremlin on the side of the plane that's like messing with the, the wing. And, but he's the only person who's, like, noticing it. Oh, and so people think he's going crazy. crazy and then when they get him off course. the plane, the plane's all scratched to hell. <gasps> and so was he really, was he actually right? Yeah. I've never seen any Twilight Zone. Yeah. Ever. I only know the tune. Dee, 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 Which dee, I dee. use a lot. And so I think people think I'm a huge fan. They... <laughs> That's a huge deception. It's your ringtone, and people are just like, well, she really likes the Twilight Zone. I don't know one episode. I should probably try them. Especially, I, think, I wonder if like the old, old ones are still like fun, or are they just boring? That's didn't they redo fear. it, or are they in yes. the midst of redoing it? Because like, Jordan Peele was going to be involved somehow. Oh, I don't know about that. I did think they had made like a short... Deep, I, I, I was thinking David Lynch, but am I thinking hmm. of the Twin Peaks? The Twin Peaks, yeah. <laughs> um, I've definitely confused those before. That is possible. But, but they're I, different shows. I thought, yeah, I thought maybe for like a streamer, they were doing a reboot of Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe. With Jordan Peele. And I think Adam Scott was going to be in that one of them. That sounds fun. It sounds really fun. Um, almost as much fun as subscribing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. The most fun you can have on the internet. That's, That's the new right. tagline. <laughs> That's the new tagline. The most fun you can have on the internet. TM. Nobody else can use that. <laughs> uh, so head over there and subscribe and you get bonus podcasts every week. And you can follow us on Instagram. Ooh. What's that address, Liza? Uh, throw it back to school. Throw it back to school. And uh, same with the Facebook and Twitter, but those don't get updated. So you can follow them if you want to, but... On Instagram, you can catch some some beautiful artwork made yeah. by Photoshop and or just my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can Photoshop something on your phone. Yeah, I'm not using Photoshop for that. It's mm. just literally the... In- you know how on Instagram you can just like paste things mm-hmm. on top, like stickers? Yeah. That's the amount cool, of cool, effort cool. that's being put in that. And people are loving it. Hey. It's all the craze. People are talking about it. That's uh, what's important. That's multiple people. Yeah, multiple people are talking about it. <laughs> to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for this, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Bye, babies.